Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and decay destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. I feel like there are different clubs that we kind of belong to in life, and I remember thinking this when I got engaged. I thought, oh, I'm in the engaged club. I'm in the group of women that are planning their wedding, and I get to have manicures all the time to show off my ring. And then I got married and I thought, okay, now I'm married and I know all these other people that are married or getting married and you kind of feel like you're in this club. And then you have kids and you're in like the club of moms. And then unfortunately, I went into one of the clubs that nobody wants to be in and that's the club of parents that have lost a child. And most recently, this past week, we um, entered into a new club And that is one of adults that have lost their parents. Last week, we laid my dad to rest, and it's been a whirlwind. Um, So many things, so many things in my my heart and my mind. But I've tried to stay consistent with the podcast because he was such a he was such a cheerleader for me. Always my first subscriber in whatever I did. So I tried to push through, and that's why last Wednesday wasn't until the afternoon, because I I needed a little bit of more time to kind of regroup and get my act together. And one of my friends was like, take a break, you deserve a break. And another friend was like, you can do it, Gina, you have so much material. And what we've gone through in the past few months, really, I could do a whole podcast series on the sickness of a parent and sibling relationships and parent relationships. There's just so much involved. And my heart goes out to any of you that are currently in that or you've already gone through this. But I also wanted to bring a little bit of perspective today to um, what it means in the end when we are storing up things in heaven and the things that we store up here on earth that are going to rot away and destroy. And so many times as a declutter coach, when people lose a parent, it's almost like the parent's entire house now comes into your house. Because a lot of times the house has to be sold, or if the parent has to go into a nursing home, the house needs to be sold. And there's not a lot of time to really go through the stuff carefully. So unfortunately, it just kind of all goes to one kid's house or another. 
And a lot of times that's where people that were on a regular basis kind of had their house going smoothly. All of a sudden, when you get inundated with someone else's entire contents of their house, it's just too overwhelming for anyone. And I hear this a lot, that that's when things really took a turn was when they just inherited all this stuff and they just haven't had a chance to go through it or they're begging siblings that live across the country to come and get their things. And oh my gosh, you guys, my heart breaks for any of you going through all this right now. And like I said, I could probably do an episode on each part of this. But we're not dealing with that right now. My mom is is still healthy and awesome, and so she's going to stay in the house, and um, so we don't have to worry about that right now. But my dad still had some stuff, you know, and my mom, he had a lot of golfing buddies, so my mom gave each golfing buddy a hat, and they all wore them at the funeral and the luncheon, and it was just really neat to see all of his buddies having a little bit of something from my dad. And so when we went back to the house, my mom said to me, all right, Gina, is there anything that you want? And I said, you know what I want, mom. There's only one thing I've ever, ever wanted. And she just laughed and she goes, I know, you want the sweater. She goes, but isn't there anything else? And I'm like, I'm sure there is, mom, as we go through things. But right off the bat, that's all I've ever wanted. And I think what I want you to think about in this episode today is about your own passing and what are you leaving your kids? Are you leaving them a house full of stuff that they are going to have to go through? And really, it can turn the best memories of a parent into this chore. Oh my gosh that is just overwhelming for adult children to have to go through. And um, really, I would recommend to people is to sit your children down, if you have adult children, and just ask them simply, what would you like? And this conversation might sound a little morbid, but this is part of living a good life. Christian life is preparing for for the end state. I mean, really, every day we're working to get to heaven. So why shouldn't we talk about the practical things here that will be left on earth for our family members to take care of? So I encourage you to ask this question. What would you like? Because I think the answers you will get will surprise you. It's kind of like that phrase you hear about getting to heaven, you're going to be surprised by who's there and you're going to be surprised by who's not there. And I think that's the same with your stuff. You're going to be surprised at what your kids want and what they don't want. So before you start saving up all this stuff in your attics and your basement thinking, oh, someday my kids are going to want this, just ask them and you can save everybody a lot of time and grief and headache and vacation days that they're going to have to use to go through it by simply asking them ahead of time what they would like. And my dad gave so generously in his life to me and my sister and to everyone that knew him really. And he was, I would say, a master woodworker. And my dining room or my kitchen table actually my dad made me because when we bought this house, we have an Eden kitchen, which I didn't have in my last house. 
So I needed a kitchen table and my dad built me one and I think it's 10 feet long, you guys. (laughs) So my dad didn't do anything halfway and, you know, overlooking that table is my dollhouse that he made me. And on the other side is the height chair that he made me when I had my first son. And there's a hope chest that he made me. And there's a tray in the kitchen that he made me. And the cutting board that he made me. And the Mancala board that my kids play with. Like, he just made all these wonderful things that I'm so thrilled that I have. Um, And he made another, I'm just thinking too, another table in my foyer that he made for me was probably the last piece of furniture he made. But anyway, going back to this sweater, I have such fond memories of my dad wearing this sweater. And it's kind of like a sky blue, and it looks like a Fair Isle sweater, you know? I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but it kind of has that um, pattern up at the top. And the first reason I love it, it's because it was the very first gift my mom ever gave my dad. And I just thought that was so sweet that he kept it all these years. And, you know, you just never know when you give someone a gift that that's going to be the thing that they hold on to forever and that they cherish. So that's the first reason I love it is because it's a symbol of their budding romance. And I don't know if they were married yet or engaged or just dating, but that was the first thing I loved about it. And then the second thing I love about it is... I really, I was, I lived in one, two, three, four homes, but the, the house that I really consider my childhood home is the house where I really remember this sweater. We lived in pretty much 1980s suburban bliss. I really, I had an idyllic childhood in some respects, in a lot of respects, and we lived on an acre in a, you know, planned development. And my parents picked the house, they picked the lot, and they put the side garage on and all that stuff. And it was pretty open. The yard was pretty open. But then it had a a, a section that we called the woods. And you would go into the woods. and But really, there was a clearing once you got into the woods. And on after really bad storms. We had a really tiny creek that would flow through the backyard. Not even a creek. I mean, it was really just like a gully. But to my little Gina, I could play in there with my Barbies and it separated our backyard from the people behind us. And we never even knew those people. Like they were just so far away to me. It wasn't even funny. Really, it was probably a half of an acre away. But um, I just loved the woods. And my dad seemed to take life at a slower pace. And I think the older I get, the more I appreciate how he was intentionally slower. And I remember him always doing things in those woods, like chopping things and clearing debris and burning things. (laughs) And I remember there was there was a lot of burning of leaves and it's probably not even allowed anymore, but that's what he would do. And he had a a hammock that he had strung up between two cherry trees. And he was always found back there in that hammock, just kind of enjoying his life. And when he would come in after burning stuff in the woods, he always smelled like that campfire. 
and that sweater always smelled so good to me. And it to me, it's just the smell of masculinity of like your dad, like in the woods doing manly things for God knows what reason, but he did. And then he would come inside and he had these big cowboy boots that he would wear and he would have my sister on one foot and me on the other and we would pull his boots off for him and I think he would flex his foot so that it would make it really hard for us to pull his boot off but then he would relax his foot and we'd go flying backwards as the boot came off and then we would laugh and then he would drink a cup of tea he was always a tea drinker I don't remember him drinking coffee when I was a kid he always drank mint or peppermint tea with cream and sugar and he would smell of campfire and I think that's what that sweater just reminds me of is just a man that took the time to just enjoy life and teach me you know he he taught me everything from potty training like this is back in the 70s he taught I was I was potty trained at 10 months old because my dad took a week off of work to potty train both my sister and myself in the same week bang it out potty trained. I remember him teaching me to tie my shoes. I remember him, he taught me to play chess when I was three years old. And I remember when we got our first globe because he was in international sales and he would show us where he was traveling on the globe and the boot of Italy and where our family was from. And, you know, then we moved to Indiana and he would show us the state of Indiana and the state of Pennsylvania and just all these little things. And What I really want to get across to you today is that all this stuff that you're working hard to accumulate is really not what your kids are probably going to remember or treasure. And so this Christmas, I wanted to also give you guys a heads up that Christmas is coming this year on December 25th. And because I do budgeting and all that kind of stuff, I just want to let you know, like, it's coming. So let's make sure you're cash flowing it. But the stuff that are the best memories are really free. So I think the most budget-friendly thing I can tell you to get your kids for Christmas or to get your parents for Christmas is the gift of your time or the gift of your talent. So teach them something. One of my favorite memories At the very beginning of the pandemic, my daughter, my Simone, who's 12 years old, she was in, I believe, fourth grade when the pandemic hit. And my husband and I had a trip to Miami Beach planned. And then in the end, my husband couldn't go. And my husband said, why don't you just go by yourself? Because it was non-refundable. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited that I was actually going to get to go on a vacation by myself. And my daughter came in the kitchen crying hysterically that I was leaving and I could, she, it was horrible. I was the worst mother ever, right? So without even thinking, I said, well, why don't you come with me? And I looked at my husband and he was just kind of like, yeah, that's a good idea. And we had heard murmurs of this virus. And when we, we flew out of Newark, people were coming from international flights with masks on. We're like, oh my gosh, look at these people overreacting with this mask. And then by the time we got home from Miami, oh my gosh, she never went back to fourth grade again. It was like we thought, you know, I'm calling my mother-in-law saying like, oh, the kids are getting out of school early today. You know, I'm sure it's just a one-day thing. Hang tight, you know. Well, 
we never went back again, as you all know. But anyway, one of the best memories I have with my daughter in Miami was we took a surfing lesson. And I'd never surfed before. She had never surfed before. But it was the best part of the whole week. And I would just encourage you for Christmas this year to teach your family something new. You know, maybe go skiing or if you're from Australia, I know there's a big Australia, <laughs> whoever in Australia is spreading the word about printing to prosper. Thank you so much. And now I think it is spread to New Zealand. So I have to remember that you guys are opposite of us. So if you want to do surfing with your kids down there, then I think that's such a wonderful thing too. But I would encourage you to teach your children something that they will never forget. And the memories that you will create through that gift of talent and time, you cannot store up here in earth. It is definitely under the category of things that you're storing up in heaven because that will carry on beyond your lifetime. So I wish you a very happy day. I wish you a very happy Christmas as you start planning, hopefully, and budgeting for, for that to come. And um, yeah. Thanks for listening today, you guys. It's been a tough episode. I didn't know what to say today, but I think as a declutter coach, I just can't emphasize enough that the things that we are storing up are not the things that our kids are going to treasure. So free yourself from a few things today, um, physically in your basement or your attic, or just ask your kids what they remember. Or if you're storing away things like china, Get it out and use it. I'm always encouraging my clients to just use their beautiful things. And everyone's like, well, what's going to break? It's going to this. Who cares? Like, who cares, you guys? If it breaks, it breaks. It's better to have the memories of tea time with your kids or your grandparents than it is to have something in a box in a basement that nobody even recognizes. Have a great day, and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute Declutter With Me episode. Take care. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited to announce that this fall, I'll be conducting another round of my signature coaching course, Pruning to Prosper. It's an eight-week group coaching course where we dive deep into the woman God is calling you to be. We spend the first week talking about who you're called to be, and the next seven weeks really doing the work of decluttering, budgeting, meal planning, implementing routines, finding your tribe, working on mindset, talking about abundance, and sharing your gifts. If this sounds like something you would love to be part of, please click on the link in the show notes to be added to my waitlist, and you'll be the first to know when the doors open. Have a great day.